0: Hello, and thank you for joining the Voice of Many podcast. Today, our guest is a storyteller. She's a podcaster, author. She's a speaker. We're sorry that you were not a part of our first hour together, um, getting to know each other. But whenever you meet a person who possesses all four gifts, there's a message, a passion behind a person that needs to be heard. That is what's going to happen right now. And we want to thank you for being with us, Ms. V. And just please, please tell everyone uh, and our listeners how you became a storyteller.
1: Well, thank you, first of all, for having me here. I'm telling you, I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. You all, if you had heard the first hour that we (laughs) just finished talking, you would have been in stitches. So we had to pull ourselves together for this part. But anyway, me becoming a storyteller, basically, this was a gift from God. And God told me that I was going to be a, a storyteller. He wanted me to be a storyteller. And when I heard this, I couldn't believe it because there was such a time in my life where I did not talk at all. It was something that I chose to do. I chose not to talk out of fear. And then the Lord is like, I want you to be a storyteller. I'm like, oh. Okay, And I have been obedient and did what God told me to do. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It is something that I enjoy and I'm passionate about it because all of my stories are personal stories. It's things that have happened to me. But those things help people when they hear my story and how I got over it or how God delivered me. Those stories are amazing. But God knew that. He knew it. That's why he allowed me to go through a lot of the things that I did, because he said, one day your life is going to help others to be better, to get their voices back, to be used by me. So this is totally God given. And and I want to say too, excuse me, to those
0: that are are listening and watching, um, Miss V has, and I know Vanessa, I'm going into yours a little bit. She has the ability to pull in Miss Medea into her personality whenever she is talking about her stories, (laughs) and it is so, um, her in so many ways that where Tyler Perry can't touch it because (laughs) you have that connection to that inner woman, um, that which so many of us can only relate to. So, Vanessa, I'm gonna let you go next, and because. It's so much to know about Ms. V.
2: <laughs> what do you feel makes a good storyteller?
1: Well, first of all, just being honest within yourself. That's the first key. You have to be able to accept yourself for who you are. Mm-hmm. When you accept yourself fully, flaws and all for who you are, A good storyteller can come out and just bring it. They can pull things out of you because they can see things in you that possibly they've gone through. They can look at you and say, you know what? I was her or I know how she felt because I felt that way or it's something about your mannerism and it'll bring a flashback. Oh my God, my cousin, she used to be the same way. Mm -hmm. And so, because you know who you are and you're able to see those things in other people. So when you're sharing story, it comes from the inside out and people can see it on your face. It's not fake, it's not made up. It's because it's who you are. And so when I'm Mm -hmm. sharing my stories, they're all personal stories. If it's a sad story, I might bust out crying. If it's a happy story, um, you know, I'm laughing, but it's who I am. It's who God created me to be. So when I'm doing it, I am like all in and people can see that. And another thing that makes a good storyteller is when somebody looks at you and you're they're engaged and they're like, oh Lord, oh, what she's going to, you know, you have them that's a good storyteller. When you got a blank look on your face, go somewhere else. That person is not the storyteller. They just stand up there lying. But when they have, (laughs) when they have your full undivided attention and they don't even look to the right or to the left, that is a good storyteller. So you have to know who you are and not be apologetic about it. You know, share your flaws. Share, you know, because people connect with authentic, real people. If you're too perfect, nobody wants to hear you because it makes them feel less than when you Mm -hmm. stand up and you profess to be perfect. But when you're sharing stories and when you're a storyteller and when you mess up and you laugh at yourself, people can they they love that because it's like Mm. she's not perfect, but she's still up there and she's still doing it, you know, because I've messed up in contest, you know, and what I've learned is they don't know the story. So they don't really know you mess up. And then I use my humor a lot. (laughs) I use my humor a lot because people want to laugh. Even if it's a sad story, when I'm sharing a, a, a sad story, you know, I bring a little humor into it because people like to laugh. Although it's sad, if I can bring a little bit of joy to it, it makes them like, oh my God, I feel so bad for her. But look at her now. She's laughing and she's smiling about it, you know, so it didn't take her under it lifted her up. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and
0: two, as I know we were talking about God and, and how our lives have changed. And that is one thing too. Um, as Christians, people feel like, Oh, you have to be miss perfect. You can't have any flaws, especially walking the path of faith and righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that is not true because there's only one that's perfect. Amen. And whenever we look at ourselves as always being perfect, that's when we are afraid to express ourselves. We're Mm -hmm. afraid to smile. And that is what's so wonderful about you being that storyteller, because like you say, you're able to bring so much of you out Mm -hmm. and draw those in to listen and to be able to hear uh, all that there is to, to know about you and to be able to have that time with you and in that laughter. That's, that's, what's really
1: good. Really- yeah. But, you know, even as Christians, if we look at <clears throat> Jesus, you know, our brother, you know, we look at him and Jesus was not perfect. He was not perfect. As we were talking the hour ago, Jesus flipped over tables, mm-hmm. He cursed, you know, he cursed a tree and that shows that he was a human. He felt those same anger and, and things that we, when we were talking about who made up cuss words, we don't know Jesus by the way. And people are like, oh my gosh, she's saying that. We don't know, no, but no. we are not no. perfect. If we were perfect, we wouldn't need God. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't need him. If you think about it, you know, God is like, that's why I'm here because you're not perfect, but I can help you. I can help you make it through. Mm -hmm. I can show you how to be better at where you are because nobody, everybody has something going on in them that we wish we didn't have. And that's that one thing God is like, and that is the one thing that's going to keep you coming to me, whether it's your attitude, whether it's, you know, your mouth, your mouth is filthy, whether, you know, attitude, all those things, God is saying, "Mm -hmm. I'm going to just keep that because that'll keep you close to me. Mm -hmm.
0: Thirsting for that knowledge. Mm -hmm. What do you want?
2: And we know that you said before that you lost your voice at one point in time in your life, how, how are you able to get your voice back? Because I know a lot of us tend to lose our own voice at some point in time, one way or another.
1: Well, my story is pretty well, basically like this. When I was six, um, there was a lot going on in my household, a lot of dynamics and i Decided at six that I wasn't going to talk out of fear. I felt like if I didn't talk, I wouldn't get into trouble. And mm-hmm. so when I realized that that worked, it went on entirely too long. I went through middle school, elementary school, middle school, high school, not talking. And you try being fluffy and not talking and a woman of color, listen, I got bullied I got talked down, mistreated, even into my adulthood. It was horrible. I didn't feel like anything I had to say was important. I walked with my head down. I would never walk in a group of people. I would go all the way around out of fear that they're going to talk about me. They're going to joke me. They're going to mistreat me. You know, I was just a hot mess. And I didn't know how, you know, people say, Oh, you had low self-esteem. No, I had no self-esteem. And I mean, when I said, no, I had no self-esteem, people would just mistreat me. Even my family members, you know, they were so used to me not saying anything. So they, as a child, they would lie on me. You know, my parents would believe them because I didn't speak up for myself. I allowed people to mistreat me. And then I became a Christian at 23. And that's when I got my voice back because I was tired. I was hurt. And I remember the night I got on my knees and I was like, Lord, I need you to give me my voice back. I am so tired of being hurt. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of feeling bad. I'm tired of only looking at the ground when I walk around. I am just tired. Be careful what you ask for, because God gave me my voice back. And listen, y'all, I went from not talking at all to the cusser outer. I was cussing everybody out. And what happened was I was out of all that hurt, anger and pain Mm -hmm. that I had lived through all those years. That was in me. Mm -hmm. i never released it. And now I releasing on everybody. I was going to get you before you got me. Who are you talking to? And blah, blah. And I was cussing people out. And then one day I was at a football game I'll never forget it. It was almost as if God quiet down the entire stadium Ooh. and God allowed me to hear my mouth, what was coming out my mouth. And I was in the midst of tearing somebody up. And I realized at that moment that I had turned into the same people who had bullied me, who had mistreated me, who talked down to me. I was now one of them. I, by the time I got to my car, I was in a full blown ugly cry. I cried all the way home. I was so hurt and I got down on my knees again. And I was like, Lord, I cannot walk around professing to be a Christian and cussing people out. Lord, I am treating these people the same way I was treated. And that is not of God. I need you to give me a help medium. I need you to help me to be able to speak up for myself, but only out of love and not allow people to mistreat me. But when I do have to speak up to myself, teach me and show me how to do it in a loving way, in a way that it's received out of love and not out of anger and hurt. And God heard me now. I'm not 100% because Lord knows if you catch me on a bad day, the cusser out is still in me and that quiet one is still in me. It's a constant struggle every day, yeah. you know, and sometimes it'll rile up, you know, and then sometimes that little girl, the six-year-old, you know, when I'm in certain circumstances they she wants to come out and make me pull back to not speaking up. No, 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 no. You're gone. No, 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 no. Those days are over. But the of outer, she's still there too. She's like, Girl, if you don't go in there and tell that mm-hmm. man, no, 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 I can't be cussing the people out now. I'm a child of God, you know. Some like Lord, help me to season my words. Help mm-hmm. me to say what I need to say out of love. And God has done that for me, but it is a it is a work in progress every day, because both of those people are in me. I mean, they were in me for a minute, you mm-hmm. know, from the age of six to twenty three. You know, that's a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. And that little girl is still there. But because of the outer, she still hang around too. And sometimes I need her. But I choose not to say the cuss word part of it. But I I sometimes, you know, because I'm not human. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, yeah. you know, because people will break, pull it out of you. You know, you've run into some people mm-hmm. that will make you go there. You know, so... Yeah. That's pretty much how I got my voice back. And then that moved into now. God is like, I want you to be a storyteller. I want you to share your personal stories because your story is going to help people to get to get their voices back. You know, you're going to, sh- you share all those things that you've been through, all those feelings and emotions that you had, and mm-hmm. people will resonate with that. They will connect with them because they've been through those things, but they want to hear how you came out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, what did you do? What are the lessons that you learned so that you can help others? And, and why do you feel like it's so
0: important that we use our voice?
1: Because that's what God gave us. Words are so important. Mm-hmm. Words can speak life and death. And when Mm -hmm. you look at the Bible is it, the Bible is full of stories. That's how we learn. We, even our ancestors, they shared stories of things. And that's what we do. We, it is in us. That's how we learn. That's how we connect with people. Mm -hmm. We share our stories. You know, the hour before we came on, we were talking and I'm sharing different stories. You all connected with me right away because they was like, oh my God, I know that. Especially Mm -hmm. Vanessa. Vanessa was like, and I I saw myself in Vanessa and I was like, oh my God, that was me. You know, because we were sharing different stories of things that happened to us and they draw all three of us together. And it was just stories. Yeah. It was just the stories. So that's how important we have to use our words. We have to use our voice. And the enemy comes after our voices. Because if you have something good in your heart and you're a kind person and he knows that you can change someone's life, he's going to come after you. You know, my voice, I lost my voice a lot and I still do allergies and all that Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I'm like, oh no, Satan! Mm-mm. If I had to do sign language, which I know, I'm gonna make sure that whomever I'm coming contact, if God be, if I need to get a message to them or help them, if I had to just spell them out in sign language, I am <laughs> going to make you are not gonna stop me. Give me some tea with some honey, you know. If I need to get some bourbon just to burn <laughs> it up, whatever that cold is in my throat, whatever it is, but I, I am going to use my voice and I am going to say what I need to say because it's been so many years where I didn't use my voice and now it's, a, it's like a loose cannon, y'all.
0: Hey, gotta let it go, gotta let yes. it go.
1: <laughs> yes, so so tell me too,
0: um, how can we heal from that the past hood past childhood traumas that we have you know we've all had those in different times of our lives um some experience some younger some experience some older in life but how can we heal from that past trauma
1: the first thing you need to do is forgive the person that hurt you it's not about them it's about you and i'll share personally one of the people that i had to forgive was my mother I had to forgive her and I had to realize, and another thing you need to do is basically realize that that's who that person is. Your parents, mom, dad, cousin, whoever the person that hurt you, that's who they are, but that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. And you cannot take who they are and bring it into you because you're a different being. You are not them. So in forgiving them, that releases you, mm-hmm. mom, you know, and I called her and I told her, I said, and I told her that I loved her. I told my mom that I loved her and that I appreciate her because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for mm-hmm. her, I wouldn't be the woman that I am today. And even though a lot of things that I went through are negative, mm-hmm. they still create created who you see right now you know, because of God and him being in my life and helping me to forgive her Mm
2: -hmm. and helping
1: me to be able to love her regardless of how she treated me. And I'm not saying that, you know, when you go through childhood traumas, those people do not have to be in your life. But when you forgive them and you let them know that you've forgiven them, and even if you have to tell them, you know what, I appreciate and thank them. If it's a parent, it releases you. I called my mother on the phone and I said, you know what, mom, I said, I just want to thank you for being my mom, because if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. And inside I said, and I forgive you. I didn't say it to her because if I had said it to her, she may have taken it a negative way. What are you forgiving me before? And it would have started. But inside I whispered and I said, and I forgive you. And then I had to accept this is who she is. And this is the way that she is. And I still love my mom. I help take care of her to this day, but I no longer allow that to bother me because I am going to be who I am. My mother has lived her life. Those people have lived their life and now I'm going to live mine. And I'm making the decision not to allow the hurt, pain, and the trauma to no longer affect me anymore. And these are all decisions that you, the decision to forgive. The decision to say, you know, thank, thanking the parent and then the decision to say, I'm no longer going to allow those behaviors and those things mm-hmm. to get to me, to be a part of my life anymore. Mm-hmm. If you got to pick up and move to another state, then do that.
0: So true. You know, another thing to, um, the forgiveness, you know, asking a person is to forgive you We have to realize too, um, we can put it on paper as far as asking that Mm -hmm. person to forgive us. Mm -hmm. And there's points and times of our lives when we want to talk to that person, let them know how they hurt us. They may not be able to reciprocate what we're saying. But once we're at the point where we say, I forgive you. And, and able to leave it at that mm-hmm. and say, I forgive you for the hurt. I forgive you for the hurt and the pain and the memories that were brought upon what you've done. But not allowing that hurt and the pain and the memories to control you.
1: Exactly. Like you said,
0: that is so powerful. And that point in time that we do that and let it go and release it, it that's a push it away. Just like about just push it away to where we can say, okay, now I can move on because if we don't allow ourselves to forgive and truly forgive and say, I forgive you, we're blocking our own blessings.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of the things I want to say is when you find yourself, you know, whether it's parental trauma or any kind of trauma that you've been through, When you make a decision that you're going to confront the person that hurt you, remember you're doing this for you. It's not about them because we don't know how they're going to receive it. Mm -hmm. Don't go in with preconceived notions of, oh my God, they're going to be whatever, whatever you are doing it to free yourself. You're doing it because you're the one that has that has been in the pain, that has gone through all these things. And now you're to a point in your life where you're saying, I want to be free of this. I want to be done to it. So when you go to the person and you say it to the person, remember, I am doing this for me. So it doesn't matter if they get mad. It doesn't matter if they don't receive. Forgiveness is about you, about you freeing yourselves. So don't, and even if you feel like, you know what, I really can't confront this person. If you need to write a letter yeah. And then call them and say, did you get the letter? You know, do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. You know, do you have any questions? You know, if as long as you know, they got the, the letter, mm-hmm. then you're free because they know they no longer have that hold on you. But when you keep constantly walking around and holding on to bitterness, hatred, anger, and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you do yourself a disservice. You're going to die. Because, you know, stress is a killer. Yes, it is. is, It's a killer. So you have to release and let that stuff off of you. And I I do it now and I struggle with it sometimes. But here lately in the news, we have people who are laying down and not waking up. Mm -hmm. I heard on the news today, someone else that laid down and did not wake up. Mm -hmm. And he was like in his 40s. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, God is showing us that life is so precious. Yes. Do not live your life anymore in hurt and pain and all that stuff. It's too precious. Let that stuff go. Love yourself. Yes. Got to. Got to.
2: From your own experience, what do you think makes a overall better storyteller? And what was the best part for you of growing being a storyteller
1: for me is sharing my personal stories and being just truthful and honest
2: Mm -hmm. i don't
1: have to make up anything because it's my story Mm -hmm. you know and i think i've had this gift all my life and i just didn't know it um because i remember i used to some years ago um when i finished when i graduated from high school i had my license to do hair and i was a cosmetologist and I remember that when some of my clients would come in, I would always tell them stories. If they were going through something, I could always find a story of something personal that happened to me that I could share with them to help them. And then I went into education and I was teaching and some of my coworkers would always come to me. They, It was like every time God put me somewhere, it was like people would gravitate to me and they felt like they could talk to me. And you know, during the cosmetology days, I was still an introvert, quiet, not really talking, but God would send people to me and I would have a conversation with one-on-one mm-hmm. and I would always share stories with them. I, I could always go like in my contact list or Rolodex, if you want to say, and I could always find a story to share with them to help with their problem. Or whatever the situation is. And even if it wasn't my personal story, I would share with them, well, that's what my best friend, she went through that very same thing. And this is what she did because people really do connect better with the story versus you just saying, girl, you need to just leave him. (laughs) No, (laughs) you know, well, let me tell you what happened to me. And you give them a story and they realize that this is something that you actually authentically lived and went through. And that is one of the parts that I absolutely love. And I think that's why God told me to share my personal stories because He knew that the more personal it is to you, the more passionate you feel about mm-hmm. it, the more the person that's listening will receive it and get it. Yeah. But when you make up a story, people can tell. Mm-hmm. They can tell, especially when you start almond. Uh, um Um, you're making up stuff. You're looking for words to say, you're trying to fill in the blank. You're not telling the truth. But when you can just talk and roll through the whole thing Mm -hmm. and your facial expressions change and you use your whole body and all that, you're telling the truth because it's coming from your heart and from inside. So that that is one of the things that I I, I do love. I love helping people, but I love telling them my stories. And especially when I hit the nail on the head and they like, girl, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that because you have changed my life.
0: I tell you, that's very true. Very true. And and that being said, how can those that are listening and watching have the opportunity to hear you? Um, I know you have a you have a wonderful podcast, but and you're an author and you're a speaker, but how can those that are watching and listening have the opportunity to to listen in on you on your podcast and follow you?
1: So You can go to my YouTube channel It's called Miss V the Storyteller. You just type it in and you'll see my beautiful face and you'll see me doing interviews or you can listen to my stories because on my podcast on Tuesdays, I share an actual story. And then on Thursday, I have an interview with someone and we're discussing one of the stories. And I am on Spotify, Apple. Listen, y'all, if you listen on Apple, leave a review. It helps. Mm -hmm. Google, (laughs) Amazon (laughs) Music, and just go to Miss V, the Storyteller Podcast, and I'll pop up in this beautiful red shirt. Y'all, it was absolutely gorgeous, and I look real pretty. I'll pop up and just listen to, just go down and pick out a story and listen to it, and you'll hear me sharing all of my stories. And they are all true. Now, I don't tell all my business. (laughs) But I tell enough so you can get the point because some of y'all just knows it. Want to know all people's business. I share some, but not everything.
0: <laughs> well, we will definitely be posting how everyone can get in touch with you and to follow you as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs>
2: we want to thank you, Miss V, for being with us and sharing your wonderful knowledge with us and our listeners.
1: Oh, you're welcome. This is just who I am. This is who God created me. And I love what I do.
0: And we will have you back.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) I'll be back. You know, I got a lot to say. (laughs) 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 And
2: to our listeners, we want to thank you all for listening to the Voice of Many podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, please contact us on our social media webpages. And please don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button so you don't miss out on our great guests or any of our great topic. We'll talk to you all later.